0: Two, one. 7 things you don't really need to know, but probably should I'm Kira Revan, and this, this is the Sunday 7 In today's episode, researchers are on the hunt for dark matter An engineer creates a smart bra that could detect cancer And scientists want to inject tiny robots into your brain But first, it was on this day in 1989 that the World Wide Web was first launched in the public domain By CERN scientist Tim Berners-Lee, changing humanity forever Deep within the Alps, stretching over 27 kilometres, the world's most advanced particle accelerator is whirring back into action. Brought to you by the same people who smashed atoms back together in 2008, CERN is getting the band back together with a large hadron collider. This time they're on the hunt for particles so far unknown to scientists a dark matter. Rende Sternberg is from the beams department at CERN and he explains
1: if you look to the sky in the evening, you see this 5% of what's out there and the other 95% you don't see. And this is for us what we call the black matter. And we hope to be able to discover hints of the existence and how to look for it also with the LHC.
0: This could be one of the biggest discoveries ever in physics. Researchers at CERN hope to produce dark matter particles by accelerating the inside of atoms close to the speed of light around the 27-kilometre-long ring and then crashing them together with the accelerator's big upgrade, Researchers will be able to get an enormous amount of new data in the next few years, and scientists at CERN are also hoping to get confirmation of a new fifth force of nature.
1: I've been hunting for the fifth force uh, for as long as, as long as I've been a particle physicist, and maybe this is the year.
0: That's physicist Dr Sam Harper.
1: This would upend the field. It would be the biggest biggest discovery of the CERN LHC, the big, I, mean, I think the biggest discovery in particle physics um, since... since uh, I mean, bigger than the Higgs.
0: It's fair to say the researchers are excited about what the new upgraded large Hadron Collider could achieve. It could help them make discoveries that could lead to the greatest shift in our understanding of the universe since Einstein's theories more than 100 years ago. The world's oldest person, Kane Tanaka, has died in Japan at the grand old age of 119. According to Guinness World Records, Tanaka became the world's oldest living person on January 30, 2019, at 116 years and 28 days old. She held the title for three years, having exceeded the age of 110. Kane is part of an exclusive club. She's a super centenarian. Researchers believe there are only around 300 to 450 living supercentenarians in the world, so making it this far is a rare achievement. With her death, the world's oldest person is now Lucille Randon, a 118-year-old French nun. With the news, we wanted to find out a little bit more about the process of ageing and longevity. For this, we caught up with Dr. Morgan Levine, a Yale professor and leading expert on the biology of ageing. Starting from the very top, what exactly is ageing?
2: In my lab, we'd like to think of it from the perspective of uh, complex systems all the molecules and cells in our bodies need to be arranged in a very specific way for us to function the way that we think we should. And without that order and complexity, you wouldn't have life. And so the way I like to think about aging is that it's the divergence or change away from that kind of optimal state. So things become more disordered over time and thus become less functional over time this can be very multifactorial and a lot of things can kind of fail over time.
0: What determines how long a person can live for? Is it just lifestyle
2: or do genetics trump it all? So there's actually been some debate recently on how much genetics plays a part in terms of our overall predicted lifespan and our aging process. And actually the most recent evidence is that it actually plays a very small role in aging. So I think the most up-to-date estimates are that only about 10% of our lifespan is predicated on our genes and that the remaining is due to our environment, our behaviors, and some probably small degree of just random chance. Now, that may not be the case for people with very extreme longevity. So being able to make it to 110 might actually be due a little bit more to genetics, but for the vast majority of people, how long we live is more up to us than up to our genes.
0: Though it's all down to lifestyle, what should we be doing?
2: Obviously one of the main ones is don't smoke, but we also see that exercise seems to play an important role in promoting slower aging rates and increasing healthy life expectancy. Other things like diet seem to play a role, although it's less clear on exactly which kind of diet is the most optimal for promoting longevity. And then, of course, things like minimising stress, getting good quality and quantity sleep, and also just staying engaged in your community.
0: How has ageing and life expectancy changed over the years? Are we living longer?
2: For a long time, life expectancy in the population was increasing quite dramatically. Some of that initially was due to decreases in infant mortality, so this made it look like overall the median life expectancy in a population was increasing. But we were also seeing more people living to extreme old ages or even making it to the age of 100. However, there's some evidence recently that this might be reverting to some extent. So some demographers are actually showing that we might be getting some decreases, um, or at least maybe not increasing as fast in terms of our lengthening of life.
0: There have been recent studies that have reversed aging in skin cells and rejuvenated certain tissues. How close are we to reversing the aging process in humans?
2: So actually a number of my colleagues have shown, and, and actually in my lab as well, we've shown that you can reverse, quote, the aging features of cells in culture, and to some extent, cells and tissues in a mouse. This is not that difficult to do with cells in a dish. One is we need to figure out exactly what the right dosing would be, Um, and this is probably going to depend to some degree on different cell types. So the type of dosing that you would want for skin cells might be different than what you would expect for liver cells. The other issue is... um, delivery systems so the systems that we use in mice actually won't be applicable for using in humans and we have to develop safe delivery systems that can target specific cells or tissue types so we're still a little ways off but it's really exciting time to be working in this field what things can we do in our everyday life to increase longevity and stave off aging The most important thing that people don't pay attention to is to actually assess how well that they're aging. So there are new ways that you can do this. Many of them are freely available where you can actually, you know, if you have a recent lab test from your doctor, these numbers can be combined to give you an overall kind of indicator of how well you're doing relative to what we would expect for someone of your chronological age. And I think for many people, this can be an early wake up call. And so often people will wait till, you know, they have a heart attack or get diagnosed with disease to really start evaluating their lifestyle. But this can actually give people insights much earlier and actually help people live longer, healthier lives.
0: Still to come on the Sunday 7, there's a mysterious global rise in hepatitis and the UK's frank and chicken problem. According to health officials, there's been a surge in severe hepatitis cases this month among young children. At least 169 have fallen ill since the beginning of April, most of them in the UK. Whilst the cause of this is still uncertain and cases continue to rise. GP Dr. Nigat Arif joined BBC Breakfast and explained what signs to look out for.
3: So I'm going to break it down into really simple things. Hepatitis is just inflammation of the liver. Now we know hepatitis exists and children do get hepatitis for various reasons. There are viruses that cause it. So there's A, E, so A, B, C, D, E and they all have their different variations in how they represent in children and then we also know that there are underlying genetic conditions that can cause hepatitis and if we look at older adults, alcohol and um, some certain drugs can also cause hepatitis. So it's an inflammation of the liver. What happens is the signs that that presents to the person is that you can get yellowing skin or yellowing of the eyes. You might get itchy skin as well. Your child might have dark urine and pale stools. They might complain of cramps or lots of fatigue. They might also complain of loss of appetite as well. And they might get these spiking temperatures, which we we can't seem to get under grips with. Now, the cases that they've looked at so far with hepatitis is a a form of adenovirus. And we think that about 70% of the cases and the data and the research that's coming through is that there's a particular type of viruses Now, adenovirus is a really common virus, Sally. We have hundreds of cases of adenovirus, but in some of the studies that we've done, particularly when they looked at the cases in Scotland, is that they found that there's an adenovirus 41 or AD41, which we think is causing this type of hepatitis, but that doesn't account for all of the cases. So looking out for the signs and symptoms is so important.
0: In the UK and here in Ireland, we love chicken. It's the UK's favourite meat. They consume 17,000 of them every nine minutes. That adds up to more than a billion chickens plucked and processed every year. Typically, a whole chicken can feed a family for the price of a latte. On paper, it sounds like a really great deal, but is this sustainable? What is the real cost of the chicken in our trolley?
1: It's a story about animal cruelty, essentially, on, a, on an industrial scale.
0: Nazamur Hussein from the Humane League UK speaking with Euronews. Every year millions of chickens are being selectively bred to grow dangerously large in order to maximize profit.
1: We're talking about chickens who have essentially been bred over decades uh, to suffer. They grow 400% quicker than they did in the 1950s. They grow unnaturally fast, and this creates a whole host of health and welfare problems. It causes them to collapse on their own body weight, causes them to have painful leg conditions, uh, red, raw, burnt skin from sitting in their own excrement, muscle diseases. It's what we're talking about is the equivalent of a human baby growing to an adult tiger weight in, in two months.
0: This is happening despite laws being in place to stop this kind of breeding.
1: Government have essentially acknowledged that the these fast growing breeds suffer.
0: Yet 90% of chickens are still farmed this way in the UK.
1: They've allowed this thing to happen. Um, it's it's in place by with these huge producers who are making lots of profit on it. And I think that they don't want to rock the boat essentially with this and they'd rather they're just hoping that no one's monitoring it, no one's watching it, and so they would just allow it to happen.
0: Now, the Humane League is campaigning to stop the unlawful practice and put sufficient monitoring in place.
1: There is a set of standards called the Better Chicken Commitment, which um, ensures better welfare for, for chickens and ensures the use of slow-going breeds. And hundreds of companies have already signed up to this, but lots of supermarkets and other companies are dragging their feet and essentially profiting off of this cruelty, while we have a law that says essentially it shouldn't happen. And while there is an alternative in the Better Chicken Commitment um, that companies have already signed, up to so there's really any reason for this to continue um other than that it's being allowed to continue
0: still to come on the sunday seven a brand that detects cancer and special grass that could help climate change right after this
4: So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from thirty dollars a month to just fifteen dollars a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/slash switch. Forty five dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited, more than forty gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com.
3: You're listening to
1: the Sunday Seven. Follow us for your weekday news espresso, or even try our Island Edition. It's in all the usual places.
0: A smart bra device that can detect early breast cancer has been developed by an inventor in Nigeria. Breast cancer is the most common type of cancer among women in sub-Saharan Africa, with 129,000 new cases diagnosed in 2020. Only around half of women there live for more than five years after being diagnosed, with late diagnosis a major factor according to the World Health Organization. Set for the market by July 2022, engineer Kemisola Bolarinwa, who developed the bra, hopes it will be instrumental in addressing the barriers to early detection of the disease.
5: I believe that a smart drug device will make a huge difference in the detection of breast cancer in the fight of breast cancer in Africa generally. Why? The first thing is the early detection early detection saves life when women don't detect at early enough because they don't have all this thing available within their reach they need, they need to travel from one place to another they need to travel miles before they could access all this technology that they use for the cancer detection for example a mammogram we don't have mammogram machine everywhere. I only find them in big town. So let's come to the women in the in the, in the local communities. Not even local to me, in the average communities, let me say that. So that kind of woman, have to travel miles, you know, to assess this technology. So with this smartwatch device that I've mentioned earlier, they will be able to assess their result, get their result. We so don't even need to start traveling, thinking about are you going to go travel, you no, know, prepare yourself to travel to get the, the, the test done. So with the device, right at the comfort of your home, right in your home, you will be able to get your result, check your status, and you know what, where you are. You know what to stand for. And after all, if you have any difficulty, I mean, if there's any abnormality detection. They know how to proceed. The smart bra
0: was developed using ultrasound technology and the chargeable battery-operated device comes with a mobile and web app that can display where a tumour is on the breasts. Not only does the bra bring care to areas that have been deprived of easy access to cancer screening, it's also incredibly cost-effective.
5: Average African woman or average African live below $5 per day. So that tells you how difficult it is. So with the smart bra device, they will be able to assess that result with that talking amount of money. We all know mammogram is expensive, despite the fact that it's not even within your reach. Ultrasound is also expensive. So the smart device we help women to check their status at a very low cost. We are going to partner with governments for the de- de- deployment of the smart at the health centers that they want closer to the people. It so will be deployed to health centers with minimum of fifty smart bra will be there, where women can now come maybe once in a month to check their status. This has also been within their reach compared to the existing technologies. I believe this smartwatch device will actually help in the prevention of breast cancer uh, in Africa.
0: Planning miniature robots deep inside the human skull to treat brain disorders has long been the stuff of science fiction, but it could soon become reality if a California startup is to be believed.
4: What the micro-robotic technology to Bionaut does, it allows you to reach targets you were not able to reach, and reaching them repeatedly in the safest trajectory possible. For localized conditions such as cancer tumors, stroke, atherosclerotic plaque buildup, localized pain, and many other conditions, there is a real need to have a micro-robotic, precise, remote-controlled mechanism that can treat a condition only at a specific point and nowhere else.
0: The micro-robots could even be used to treat brain tumours. In this case, the bots will inject anti-cancer drugs into the tumours with targeted precision. The research team behind the bot also hope it can treat Dandy-Walker syndrome, a rare brain malformation that causes fluid-filled cysts in children. The
4: bionaut travels to the cyst, fenestrates it, makes a hole once, twice, multiple times, brought out and the cyst deflates, meaning that pressure is restored in directly at the place where the problem was uh, created.
0: Well, you're not Labs is planning to launch its first clinical trials in humans using the tiny injectable robots in just two years. We have tested
4: that on large animals, sheep and pig, and that data shows that the technology is safe for use. In fact, that data has been shared with the FDA, who have granted us two accelerated designations last year for the first two conditions we want to treat.
0: The concerns over climate change and increasing global temperatures, researchers believe growing a specific kind of grass called giant miscanthus could cut warming by one degree Celsius. Growing up to 12 feet tall, researcher Dr. Yu Fang hopes the grass can make a dent in the climate crisis.
1: Its effects on the coolings and uh, increased precipitation is mainly due to its uh, large leaf canopy, you know, that can reflect more solar radiation which is the main part that can cool the temperature, can further offset the future temperature rise, providing a better environment for the production of food and feed production.
0: Professor Xing Zong Liang, a researcher from the University of Maryland, is equally optimistic about the prospect.
3: It actually improves the climate in the other places, in all of the soybean, cotton, On these areas. That means they are increasing the total productivity
5: of the hotline by 10 or more percent.
0: This has been the Sunday Seven. However, you're listening, do us a favor and hit the follow button. We'll be back tomorrow at 7 a.m. with the regular Smart Seven Ireland edition. Have a great rest of the weekend.
3: Written, produced, and published by Dap Doris.
1: When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers.